Sabbath one and all. Truly I am rejoicing that I am here on God's holy Sabbath day. It is a privilege still to worship God unmolested. The fact is I have not been here for a long while. I've not been anywhere for a long while. And things not getting better. So might as well you come out. Um, the, the world will not be the same again. The happenings of the times are serious. We are on the threshold of eternity. The actions that we take from henceforth must be conscious actions. Actions rooted in the certainty that we are on the last leg of Earth's journey. There is no hope except it is in Jesus Christ. The welcome was extended to our new convert. I do want to join with my brother, Brother Vassal, I think, in welcoming you, sir, to the fold of safety. There is no better place to be than in the ark of safety. There will be challenging times within the ark. Just like the ark of Noah that was beset with challenges. One of them being the stench challenge. But there was no better place to be there will be trouble in the church. I'll tell you that. You will have more trouble now in your personal life than ever before, but you will also have Jesus Christ with you. We are on a war path. There is no crown without a cross. And all of us who have walked this way will tell you, that despite the challenges, Jesus delivers. That is what we have learned. That when things seem dark, Jesus shines through. And no matter what Satan throws your way on this Christian path, put your hands in the hand of Jesus Christ. It is a privilege to speak to you on the topic, Heaven is my home. Let us pray. Kind Father, we thank you for the privilege of worship. 
We thank you, Lord, for your words. Every day we wake up, we see that your words are true and faithful. Help us, Lord, to trust fully in those words. Today, as we come, we ask that you will prepare our minds to receive a message from you so that when we leave here, we will be a people better prepared to meet you when you come. Lord, the times are challenging. Many are discouraged. Many are tempted and are turning their backs upon you. But help us to recognize that there is only one place to be, and that is with Jesus Christ. Give us a blessing today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The advent of COVID-19 in December of 2019, many persons were not of the opinion that it would be a pandemic. Indeed, I, like many others, thought it would have been limited to this particular state in China. Only to be surprised that then sometime in March or April, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 to be a pandemic. Many would have wondered why and why at this time many theorists have declared that it is a man-made disease and is organized by the Americans or the Chinese to cause chaos in the world. But there's a positive side to COVID, believe it or not. Despite the fact that it has killed two million people already worldwide and would have caused severe economic challenges across the world and personal challenges in people's lives. COVID-19, like the Spanish flu, has come to prepare the world for greater things to come. God has slowed the world for a reason. And it might not be the final slowing of the world, but it is going to be one of many. Might be. But here's the reason why God has slowed the world. He has slowed the world to let the world know that he is on his way. He has slowed the world to let the world know that things and our lives cannot continue in the way it was going. People, whether or not they accept it, must come to learn that they have a soul to save. They have a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Whether you are Christians or non-Christians, your attention has been harnessed by COVID-19. You have 
been challenged to think what kind of life am I living? You have been challenged to think am I pursuing things that are of eternal value or am I spending too much time on transient things? Indeed, the message of warning is going forth to the world. There was a time when there was about only 2,000 subscribers to West Jamaica Conference channel on YouTube. There wasn't any live service. Last week, the Jamaican contingent that logged on numbered 9,000, almost 9,800. The president, before he began his sermon, said, YouTube alone around the world, ready to listen to his sermon, numbered almost 100,000. One sermon. And despite all the crusades that the president would have done, he would have never yet at any time spoken to 100,000 people at once. But that wasn't what surprised me. The fact is, are the countries, the names of the countries that he called. Most of those countries are in a particular section of the world known as the 1040 window. And if you are familiar with geography, that is the section in which falls the Middle East. And those are some countries in the world that you would have never gotten an opportunity to keep a religious service of a Christian nature. It would be a death sentence to go there and put up a tent or even to carry a holy Bible in your hand. But God's message went through and is going through into the 1040 window. He called countries like Kuwait, United Arab of Emirates. He called countries that are outside the 1040 window too, like Down Under in Australia and all those places. And a catalog of messages have been put forth on the internet by Seventh-day Adventist ministers that has never gone there before. They talk about men like John Lomacan, men like Mark Finley, Glenn Samuels, the General Conference President, etc., have put up, and these are not just messages of John 3.16. They are messages that are foundation messages, sanctuary messages, prophetic messages, messages of prophecy calling forth those who are against God and putting them to book using their own words. It is a sign to us that Jesus is on his way. It would have never happened had it not been for COVID-19. God has slowed the world to call the world into account. 
to tell them that he is coming soon. He has flowed the world to say to Bellevue SDA and to all others of the Seventh-day Adventist faith, make up your mind now. Whether you are for Christ or you are against Christ. He has slowed the world to say to Bellevue, put your books in order. Make things square with me because I am coming very soon. He has slowed the world to say to Kirk Robinson, put your name in it, that I am coming for a prepared people. It's a serious time. Many are harboring the idea, including the government of the day, that they will build back stronger. Many are harboring the idea that the world will come back better than it was before. But as a people of prophecy, we have been told that it is going to be worse and worse until the day of judgment. This is God's time. His holy time. But you know, COVID-19 has also been an opportunity for the devil to work. He's not going to let it pass either. Because you would have said now to yourself that there will be no dance hall. There will be no this, there will be no that. There will be, be less opportunities to sin. But they have moved sin online. So just like how God has used the opportunity to build up messages to warn the world, so too has the devil build up attractions to trap people and to surfeit the mind or to overcharge the mind with the pleasures of this world. So men can't go to go-go club anymore, or to dance all, or they can't get to go to parties, they're putting these things online. It is a battle that has moved from the literal space to cyberspace. And the forces of God and the forces of the devil have taken the field. And I'm so happy to tell you that Christ has already won. The problem is, will we win with Jesus Christ? Among the challenges that have come about as a result of COVID-19 is the challenge to the Adventist church, and here is it now. A lot of Seventh-day Adventist members have chosen to be shaken up. Have chosen to turn their attention from the dust set the Lord to the happenings of the devil and to the traditions of men. There are many Adventists who are members of the church who have found it now a joy to attack the president of the general conference. And let me tell you something, brethren, if you don't have anything good to say about God's servants, Say nothing. Keep your mouth shut. Remember Moses and his family. Miriam and Abraham. 
And it wasn't, wasn't even Moses that they were talking against. They were talking against his wife. His wife. And in speaking against his wife, they came down with leprosy. It's a very serious thing to criticize those who God has put in charge. Very serious. And if people are speaking against you as a servant of God, it's a very serious thing for them as well because if you fight against God's people, who are you fighting against? You're fighting against God himself. And God will not allow us to, 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 to dismay or to, to speak evil against his people and, and not answer. These, these so-called Seventh-day Adventists, especially pastors who have formed their independent ministries, are speaking messages of evil under the guise that they are calling out the Seventh-day Adventist Church. They are saying that the church is not speaking too, too much against the Pope. They are saying that the General Conference president is Freemason. They are saying everything that is evil except telling the people to prepare to meet Jesus Christ. They are speaking everything else except speaking against thou shalt not steal because they are telling the people to send the offerings to them. Evil men who are purporting to be persons with greater light than that has been given to the church are doing these things for two reasons according to 2 Peter chapter 2 for their own personal advancement and for money. Why did I say this? I say this to tell us that we must be careful where we go online and who we listen to. I say this to say to us that spend more time in the written word than watching YouTube channels. I'm saying this to us to say, spend time on your knees asking for the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. Because now is the time when the chapter in the great controversy that says the scripture as our safeguard is being fulfilled. If you do not know the truth for yourselves, chances are you're not going to make it into God's kingdom. Seek ye first is the kingdom of God and his righteousness is still the mantra by which we must adhere. In this moment of crisis, let us remember a couple of things. COVID-19 is not the only crisis in this world. There are other crises. There is still nation rising against nation. Ethnic problems are happening all around. You talk about America being the land of the free and land of the brave. But not just America, all around the world, people are rising up against people. Black against white, black against Hispanic, white against Hispanic. 
um, Muslims against Muslims, the Shia versus the other set, etc. There's conflict everywhere, internal conflicts in the world. There's a great sense of moral decline happening in the world. Disasters are everywhere, whether they are natural or man-made. If you can recall how frequently you felt earthquakes since this year came in, that you would have felt more earthquakes since here than what you felt in the last 10 years, maybe. Yes? Food crisis, spiritual decline, and so that as we abandon the Bible and pick up traditions of men, there is a corresponding advancement in evil. So, so spirituality declines, evil advance. Jesus is coming soon. There is a sense everywhere that we are nearing the finishing line. It has not been a sprint. If this life could have been compared to a race, it has not been a sprint. It has been a marathon. And we are on the final leg. But like in marathon running, any champion marathon runner will tell you that in order for them to win, they have to save energy for the last lap. The last lap is a sprint to the finish if you want to win. What am I saying? If you want to make it to the finishing line, you have to be like the five wise virgins. Five wise virgins. They took with them extra oil. They were not like the five foolish who didn't take any extra oil. And taking extra oil means that as people of God, we must be fully aware that, that we must make a total surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. A total and full surrender according to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, which tells us that there must be a denial of self. Matthew 24 Matthew 16, sorry, and verse 24. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Tells us, and Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, what should he do? Let him what? Deny. Deny who? Himself. And what? Take up his cross and follow me. Yes? You can't get a crown without a cross. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38 emphasize that. That we are not worthy of Christ unless we take up our, our cross. It says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. As a people, we must recognize that life is not all about crowns. There has to be a cross. 
challenges are coming on every corner. And, and, and none of us are strangers to the challenges. All of us have been hit down by the challenges, hit down by the cross. But remember, your cross, the cross that you carry today, is the same cross that is going to help you to make it into the kingdom of God. I remember a skit that Brother Gassian and some members of his family acted here. And Brother Gass was bearing the cross. And he, he was saying and complaining that his cross was too long. And so he took a saw and he cut off each. And then he came to a chasm. And he was to put the cross across the chasm so that he could walk across. But when he put it, it was too short. Don't throw away your cross or put down your cross. Bear it. Because your cross is going to help you to go over the bridge into eternity. Strive for victory over sin. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2 is a very important text to us. It talks about some friends bringing a man with palsy, paralyzed man to Jesus Christ. You see, it doesn't matter how you come to Christ. What matters is what he tells you to do and what he does for you. You belong and you are a candidate for heaven. Let no one tell you otherwise whether you're able or you're paralyzed. Whether you are physically paralyzed or spiritually paralyzed, Christ is still saying to you, take up your bed and walk. He is still asking you to exercise faith because he can make us into a better people. He can make us into candidates for his kingdom. Every single one of us can receive a new heart from Jesus Christ. Every single one of us can be given the new mind. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the first part it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Christ is still saying to Bellevue Church and to all others, that he is the supreme surgeon. He can make our minds into what he wants us to be so that we can be fitted for the kingdom. Christ can give us different interests. So if you were a sinner, Christ can make you into a saint. If you were a lawbreaker, Christ can make you into a law abider. He can write the Ten Commandments upon your heart. If you hated people and had animosity in your heart, Christ can still make you one that can love your fellow men. He is the supreme Christ. We must give our all in all to him. So if we are going to make it to the finishing line, strive for total victory over sin. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 13. Very powerful text. And it sets a context for us. 
But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, he may also be he may be glad also with exceeding joy. And let me tell you what that text means. When Christ came into this world, he came as a man without sin. As a man without what? Sin. In other words, as far as God and his laws are concerned, you have no reason to hate Christ. But people of the world and systems of the world do not like God's people because they are what? They are of the world. Christ, a man without sin, was hated not just by Romans or Gentiles, but more so he was hated by the very same people who professed to be what? Members of his church. In fact, the upper echelon, the hierarchy of the church, was the ones who organized for a perfect Christ to be killed. What am I saying? If you are going to make it into God's kingdom, expect to be hated by the world and by people who profess but are not Christians. The determination of commandment keepers are going to be organized, determination decrees are going to be organized by people who think that they are doing good for Jesus Christ. And they are being called out and they are getting angry. If you listen to Pastor Samuel's last night, he told us in reading from history, in explaining from the very books written by Catholics, how they change God's laws. People are attacking him and telling him that he is causing havoc. From their own books, they are attacking him. What am I saying? People are going to see the truth and turn their minds against it because the truth is interrupting, one, their money flow, two, their peace of mind in error, and they are not going to respond by following the Lord. They are going to respond by seeking to terminate the messengers. Our termination is coming. The order for us to be terminated is on its way. But my Bible tells me that there is something that I must do. I must not prepare to fight a physical warfare, I must prepare myself for total submission to Jesus Christ. Jude 24 says, Now unto him that is able 
to keep you from what? Falling. And why am I saying this? To keep you from falling because when you're faced with the certainty of death, unless you're totally surrendered to Jesus Christ, unless you have made the fact that heaven is your home, you can fall. But if you are surrendered to Christ and you have present and you have given yourself totally to him, the Bible says that Christ can present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. God's people must recognize that God has purchased on their behalf a right to be a candidate of heaven. Not only has he purchased that on their behalf, he has also called upon them to recognize that he has prayed for them. And it's very important to note that whatever your circumstance, you are in the prayers of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a sinner, God has made provision for you. Whether you are one who has turned over their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, he has made provision for you. And in Matthew, in St. John chapter 17, the entire prayer is listed there where God has called and prayed to his Father that those whom he has called from darkness into his marvelous light, that's you and I, that he wants us to be with him. And so, remember, you deserve heaven. God has purchased it for you. If David can make it, if the 12 sons of Jacob can make it, if Rahab can make it, I also can make it. Father, I will that day also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Heaven is yours to lose. You already have it. Christ gave it to you and by faith you should claim it. 
But if you mess up this last leg of the journey, you will lose heaven. It is my hope that we will submit ourselves totally to Jesus Christ. Totally and fully to Him. So that He can see us across the finish line. So that He can be with us all the way. No matter how much the ship rocks. Like Paul when he was in the storm, he says, stay in the ship. Because if you depart from the ship, you will be surely be destroyed. But stay in the ship. Though it might rock with challenges, stay in the ship. Though the storms may buffet on every corner, stay in the ship. This ship is bound for glory. And those who stay in will have eternal life. 633, let us all stand. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he will prepare for us. Thank you.
gracious Father. We give you thanks that someday soon and very soon we will go to heaven to be with you. We thank you Lord that it will not be a secret when you come because as your words proclaim that there will be lightnings and thunderings, that there will be earthquakes when you come, that the trumpet will sound and your people, whether they are dead or alive, will be taken up to be with you forever and forever. We look forward to the time, Lord, when the challenges that we go through upon this earth will be replaced with a crown of glory. Lord, as we travel on this final leg of earth's journey, help us, Lord, to recognize that we have already won, that it is us who will have to throw away the victory. Help us, Lord, to hold on to heaven as a pearl of great price, that we will recognize that everything must be given up for heaven. Otherwise, Lord, it would have been better we have not been born. Bless Bellevue Seventh-day Adventist Church. Bless the Advent movement worldwide. Bless every Christian, whether struggling or marching on. Help everyone to recognize that there is help available in Jesus Christ. That if we hold on to your hand, that sure and changing hand, you will lead us into eternity. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings towards us. In spite of the challenges, you're still coming through. Help us to give thanks and to be, bring glory to your name by telling others of your mercy. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.